It's me, John. And me, Louise. <laughs> and you're listening to I Have a Great Idea, But I'll Never Do It, the only podcast in existence that's all about the great ideas that we'll have that we'll, that we'll never do, the ideas that keep you up late at night, that keep you going into your notes app and you're typing things at three in the morning. And uh, I know I've been doing them. How about I mean, you, Louise? Have you been I've doing been, them? I've been doing them. And the thing is, is they're all things that, at one point or another, I thought I needed or wanted, but I don't have the startup or the motivation to actually make it happen. So if anybody out there listening wants to take these ideas and run with them, yeah, be our guest. Absolutely. And I'm going to start off by saying an idea that I had that I have done and that I encourage everybody to go check out. Louise, you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about, but you might know. Oh, wait, I'm going to open up my beverage for a second. That uh, was so satisfying. Well, I because I feel like I'm not going to do much editing on this, and it's like I want to acknowledge the sounds that are being made, such as the fact that one of my dogs is like over in the corner like trying to burrow himself into a little hole in a pile of old dog beds. Adorable. Oh, he figured it out. So I had this idea. And I won't talk about like the full thing because this might be something that I end up doing at some point, like for real. Okay. But I, uh, I kind of have the the starting foundation for a much larger idea, which is called the Walt. Louise, did I tell you about the Walt? Okay. Ah, uh, yes, did, you, okay. you did. So Walt W A L T stands for Watch and Learn a Theater, and it is a a documentary it is a hub for documentary either enthusiasts or people who are just kind of curious about the world and, and like to learn through documentary film maybe they don't have the time to read an entire book and retain all that information and perhaps a documentary film uh is the best way to learn about the world and so uh i started this on substack so if you go to thewalt.substack.com T-H-E-W-A-L-T dot com. You can sign up for free and it's an online discussion forum. And so that uh, at the beginning of each month, I send out a, a message to the entire community that says, hey, here's the documentary of the month. Here's some information about it. Here's the trailer. Here's some things to think about while you're watching it. Here's where you can watch it for free online. So it'll include you know, the the usual streaming services and there's a survey that goes out when you sign up that uh, let, lets me know what people are subscribed to. But also it's like the free ad supported ones are also going to be there. Uh, and I really want to try to find ones that are also on streaming services like Canopy or Hoopla, which are free with if you have a library card. So uh, those ones are not like ad supported and they connect with libraries. So that's like the best case scenario I feel. And uh, throughout the course of the month, I send out more messages with like other kind of prompts for discussion. Uh, it's, you know, a lot like just like a book club, but for documentary films. And so uh, there's also I mean, it's free to sign up, but there's also a paid tier. It's five dollars a month. And 
at that level, uh, there's bonus content that either I have sourced myself or the you know filmmakers have uh, kind of donated to us. Uh, there's also access to the whole archives, but also there's input on future documentaries. So, for example, we are recording this towards the end of February. I have sent uh, a message to the paid subscribers to say, hey, here's what I'm thinking about for uh, the month of March. And here's why I chose it. And uh, because you are in the subscriber tier, you have the option to, you know, push back and say, actually, I don't think it's such a good idea. And uh, I and that's input that I mean, once people start saying things like that, I'd be glad to uh, take into consideration. But I, th I feel like I'm making thoughtful decisions with my documentary picks. So the waltsubstack.com is where I it's dig at. it. Oh my gosh, I dig it. Yeah. But yeah, Louise, have you have any have you had any great ideas lately? I have. And I just want to preface with it's been a hot second again since we've podcasted and I believe it was also my challenge from last time. But okay. if I repeat myself, be like eh, eh, party foul, you did that last time because I didn't archive my mm. notes which I usually do. So, idea number 1 bell bracelets i've been doing a lot of commuting hybrid okay. job into the city and there is two specific escalators in grand central that i take on the regular and one of mm -hmm. them's a short one so if i get behind a person carrying five million bags and i just have to stand there on my step and wait because i am a walker up an escalator person it makes me feel like the million dollar man like uh -huh. or whatever that guy. So like I'm walking up a staircase and the staircase is moving. And so I'm getting up there doubly fast. And when you get stuck behind a person on the exceedingly long escalator, it just feels like an eternity. Mm. Bell bracelets, very much like a bicycle where it'll go bring, bring, on your left without having to actually tap a human for them to turn around and possibly oh, uh -huh. Go down the escalator. So like on a the bicycle stairs. bell. That's right. But wearable mm -hmm. with a little lever so that you can wear it and it's not jingle jangling like jingle bells are like you're a dog with yeah. dog tags, but but like a a, a a a little lever that you can bring bring on your left. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's a really interesting one in the sense that like for some people, it could be like, a, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But for some other people, it might just be like a, the, the equivalent of honking a horn. I am not a horn honker. Ooh. I am not a horn honker at all. I uh, am. I, hon I honk a horn only if there's imminent danger or if a light has changed to green and the person just clearly hasn't noticed. And I give a little, you know, that. But I feel it. like this has been in our in our years and years of podcasting a thing that we've brought up and how you should be able to auga or beep beep high friend. Oh yeah, the different like, levels of what of the a, way. yeah, different horns for different occasions. Yes, yeah. yes. I just like fashion with function, mm -hmm. and so bring bring on your left. Like it doesn't have to say on your left. It's just also. Be considerate of the commuters around you. And if you're going to chill out on a step, move as far to one side of the step as you can so that the walkers can still walk. 
I I okay. Counterpoint. I if somebody honks their horn at me, like if somebody's on a bicycle and they use their bell, it's a safety thing every single time. Yes. It's a safety thing. If somebody honks their horn, that's going to ruin my day. It's going to be on my mind all day. Even if they're not honking at me, maybe they're honking at somebody else, but it's just like, were they honking at me? Did I do something? What did I do? It's going to absolutely ruin my day. So, okay, so counter mm-hmm. counterpoint. Yes. It's not a honking bracelet. Oh, I get that. It doesn't it's a matter what the ring. It doesn't matter what the noise is. It's the uh the the indication of somebody's displeasure. <laughs> you know what? I I hear you. And mm-hmm. then I want to triple that counter and say, "Do you think that maybe as somebody who lives on the West Coast and has for a time is a little bit more sensitive to the honking and the move out of the way mentality than someone who has lived in New York City for a very long time. And that that could be. That could be. Uh, I don't I feel know. like I'm one of the more generous people walking the streets with like a good attitude. <laughs> I think, well... Having so I grew up, you know this. I grew up just outside of New York, and so I spent a lot of time there. And uh, during the times where I have either considered living in New York or if I've been working in New York and like couch surfing or whatever, I uh, the one thing that has made me th- made me think like uh, I could never live here is all of the people honking, all of the impatience. There's a lot of impatience. It's yeah. not just honking. It's on the sidewalk, too. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about your situation where you're on this escalator and somebody's got 10 bags. If they wanted to move, they would move. If they wanted to if they wanted to be considerate of other people getting up that escalator on the left, they would create the space. I mean... But, but perhaps this is just... My cynicism about <laughs> the, uh, you know, the inner monologue of a an average New Yorker. I just wanted an excuse to buy new jewelry, too. Yeah, well, that's a thing. Yeah. Email us. Greatideapod <laughs> at gmail.com if you have any input on this situation. Are you a horn honker? Are you a, uh, a would you be a bell chimer? I would love to know. Maybe I'll put this. You know, Spotify has this this thing where for an ep- each episode you can put up like a question or like a poll. Maybe I'll, cool. I'll see if I can do that for all of you Spotify listeners. Okay, neat. Spotify users. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. See, I I totally see where you're coming from, and uh, I understand the uh, the benefit that this would have, and also. This would not be a costly endeavor for somebody to actually create. Get on it. Mm-hmm. I would pay upwards of $40 for this. I th- it might take a, a a a few decades for people to catch on to what's going on, but that's okay. It has to start somewhere. Also, it might it might spur mass confusion like bring bring is there a bike on is this there escalator? Freaking bicycle? Okay. <laughs> is there a child on a tricycle? Okay. All right, I love it. I love it. Yeah. What, do, okay. Louise? What are you? What are you drinking over there? I 
am drinking some tea. Lovely. It's a uh, it's a new flavor. I don't want to brand it out because we don't have a sponsor. Yeah. Yet, but Tazo Tea, Tazo. Oh. If you'd okay. like to sponsor our podcast, call us up. Yeah. Or email us. Um, Wouldn't that be a- funny? I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. It comes out three times a year at best. <laughs> sponsored so by Tazo Tea. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, it's a we new used to do the show. We used to do the show every two weeks. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> I do it's remember. A, sorry, it's it's a new flavor. It's a new flavor. What do we got? What well, do we it's got? a new flavor to me. It's mm-hmm. wild orange. Ooh, look at and you. So, crazy. I used to work in a tea house. And right. so a tea in a tea bag to me, a tea snob was like <laughs> poo-poo on that. But now that I don't work in a tea house, I'm like really jonesing for some tea. And somebody was like, have you tried? And I was like, you know what? I haven't. And I'm gonna. You know, it's delightful. I, I feel like lately, unless I have like a cold and I need something that has special ingredients in it, I'm typically a sleepy time tea guy, and that's kind of my my lane. I I'm it's comfort. I'm, I'm a slut for that bear. I love it. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of. Let me see. Oh, I have a jewelry idea. This connects. Get with out your of idea. town. Okay. Okay. Neat. Okay, so I have uh, a number of collared shirts that have the collar that buttons down to the shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I I want my collars to flow free and not be confined to button jail where they're forced to stay in a certain spot. But when you unbutton those, then you have the buttonhole. That's a yes. little unsightly. And so I feel like why not have some sort of cufflink-like jewelry? It's for decorative purposes only. Little gems, little something to put in there. Little charms. Little charms. Oh, my God. I love. Purely fashionable. Men can totally accessorize. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, why aren't we doing this? We have jewelry for Crocs. Come on. Yes. It can be the same form factor as a cufflink where it's kind of like a you stick it in and then you rotate the thing and then you're good to go. They could be clip-ons, you know, from, you know, just from the outsides. I don't know. You could could have themes like you could have like a a clover because you said March and now I'm thinking St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And on the other Yeah, you could have, um, you know. A sunshine because you're like an easygoing surfer dude and you're in your free flowing collar, not button jail. Yeah, I can't be confined much like my collar to this shirt. That's right. <laughs> oh, I like it. You know, it's so funny. Not that I don't want to dwell on this, but I have a note about another idea that says very much like collar stays. So, you know how on oh. those like. Shirts, I think that they you, have. Have the you insertable... talked about this before? Yes. The darts. The, the collar stays. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. Maybe swappable buttons. Swappable buttons. No. Okay, so you know how a collar stay to keep your collar nice and starched. Uh-huh. They get those little plastic inserts that go up yeah. from the side that the dry cleaner will give you, or if you have a fancy shirt, the store will give you, um, or you can buy them, or they can be metal and engraved with your name. What do I know? But it's like a piece to make it 
um, like more functional or, or look a different way. And I want buttons. These are obviously for the podcasters. I am now referring to the shirt I'm currently wearing. We'll it put this up on our, this will be on our YouTube channel. You can watch this. Great. It's a snap. It's not a button. But what if it, we had snappable buttons so that the front of your button didn't have to be tortoise shell or right. white opal or whatever. It could be it. like whatever. And you snap it on, snap it off in the same way that you would a collar stay because you take the collar stays out when you dry it's clean like it a or little wash suit. it. It's like a little suit for your buttons. Yes. Oh. Oh, my God. And for anybody who's watching this, Louise's gestures must be turned on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Well, earlier, and I didn't want to comment on it, but earlier when you were talking about the Walt, I did mm -hmm. two thumbs up. I saw that. Because the gesture for two, and then I made a sad face, because the gesture for two thumbs up is fireworks, but it didn't happen. Oh. Yeah. So on uh, Apple computers, there's this whole gesture situation, or reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Let and me you see can if do I can heart? turn mine on. Let's see. I'm going to do a thumbs down. Does mine do anything? Nope. I don't know. Riveting anyway. podcasting. I know. Brought to We're you gonna... by Tavo Tea. Tazo Tea. Tazo Tea. Tazo Tea. It's, Coming your it's way. hot. If you, want, if you want it to be, that's what their slogan should be. <laughs> Just add water. <laughs> Just add water. <laughs> Just add... That's actually a really good slogan for a tea company. I know. Great ideas. Given are given su- out slogans such, for free. They're such great ideas. You know, I I'm I'm struggling with this because I know this was an idea that I had where I remember waking up and uh, like early in the morning and I wrote this down and I even remember like talking about it afterward and I uh, and explaining what it was, but I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what this means. So maybe you can actually help me out with this. So we're all over escape rooms, right? We're done with those. I think okay. so. There's something else that we need to do with those facilities. So I feel like there needs to be an escape room like place that's uh that's created for more of like therapeutic reasons. That where you can recreate like dramatic life experiences, I uh, uh, and and I can't remember if this was for like recreating something to get over a trauma, that could be something, or okay. if it's kind of like a. You know, I really want to have like uh, an emotional breakup in the rain or something like that. And then it's like, it can facilitate this, you know, fantasy scenario for you. Um, that I, all I have written is dramatic life experience facility for emulation purposes, like an escape room. And I don't remember anything else about it. I, I likely so- wrote it. I probably wrote it like the day after we recorded our last episode. And that's how it happens. It's a, uh- we're forced we're flexing this creative muscle and then right after we podcast we're like oh i have all these ideas now exactly so two things i'm thinking is like oh man so the first thing do you get to go through the layers of escaping when you have the breakthrough like i do have 
daddy issues and then they unlock a door <laughs> um, you're only allowed to get out once you've gotten over your trauma yeah, when you once heal your that's when you yeah. can get out um <laughs> and then the other thing would be like dramatic recreations of things that you want to experience so you can like have people in a safe space with you like doing the things with you as an example I'm a few weeks behind on This American Life, but for Valentine's mm. Day, they did an episode about, like, lightning strike, love at first sight versus, like, mathematically, systematically finding your person. Okay. As, like, is it a numbers game? Date a million people in the world and then find the one who has the most checklist things on your list? Or don't try so hard, get a feeling and a gut feeling, and if you never get that gut feeling, X, Y, Z. But- with your escape room idea, it's like, oh my gosh, I always wanted to meet somebody at a bar. So you have these actors oh, come so in, actors. it's set up like a bar. I mean, sure, it's just, yeah. it's for fun. It's an experience you can have. Like, I, I always wanted to throw a glass of water on my partner at like breaking up with them at like a cafe so they set it up like a cafe you know at 6 p.m on a saturday you're gonna go faux break up and like Mm -hmm. get the closure with an actor and other actors and possibly some friends if if they get to like be either other patrons at the fake cafe or if they get to like be behind a mirrored glass and like watch you have this like cathartic thing because maybe Maybe, yeah, you you never got to say to that person, like, all the things that you wanted to say. Or, because I just recently listened to another podcast, it was a super, super tragic one. The, I think the podcast is called The Last Day, but okay. the host goes through with people... Uh, like recent experiences of them losing someone dear to them. Ooh, and okay. a friend of mine... Um, lost her husband like two months after they got married to like a freak brain heart thing i'm not really clear on the medical details because most of the podcast was actually her like reliving like parts of her wedding day and parts of their relationship that were like really super super lovely but how like great would it be if you thought oh i always wanted to go to our child's graduation. Like if mm-hmm. somebody, let's say, you know, God forbid, has, you know, a miscarriage or something and they don't have the child with their partner and then the partner passes away and they're like, you know what? Let's stage a high school graduation. Oh. And we get to like, you, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, you can, no, it's like your it. fantasy. And you yeah. get to sort of like have that. She's currently in another relationship and and she's like, the guy is great. I'm scared a little to talk about you know, him because I have like PTSD because I screamed the praises from the Mm. rooftops of the previous guy. And look what happened, even though that's not really how life works. But, (laughs) but she's like, he lets me, you know, talk about him and remember fondly in a way that's really, really helpful to me. And it's weird because we don't know how to, as a society, at least I think this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. We never know what to say to people who are hurting and a right. lot of times the things that people say, and I'm speaking totally from myself and experience, um, is like the opposite of what I want to hear. 
Like mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, and I'm oh, like, oh yeah, mm, no, it never say really that. doesn't. So yeah. and that so doesn't like, make anybody it, feel better. It really doesn't. But but in in your escape room sort of fantasy thing, you could be like, I want to tell off my relatives who are being really mean to my mom, and then you could have people sit in for your relatives, and then you know. Yeah. Yell at him on the couch, well, or this is or, this is okay. That now that or meet actually, some or kiss somebody in the rain, right? You know, well, that, you sign yeah. a waiver. <laughs> yeah, that one you might need to have somebody you know that you're perhaps in some sort of romantic relationship with. I I don't know, I don't know. Um, that one could be a little dicey. But what you're talking about is actually making me think of that show, The Rehearsal, with Nathan Fielder where he sets up very elaborate, true-to-life rehearsals for people who are going to... They are trying to figure out how they're going to approach a certain difficult situation. Oh, my God. I've never heard of this show. I need to write it down. Really? I I live in a hole under a rock. Wow. I know. Oh, I won't say too much more because this show takes some very fascinating twists and turns. But... Uh, for example, in the first episode, there is somebody who is in a uh, um, in a bar trivia group, and uh, all of his friends in that group think he has an advanced degree, but he does not, and he's been living this lie, and uh, wants to tell one of his close friends that's in this group the truth. So, what they do is they completely i think that actually is it lizard lounge i think is what it's called in new york um or alligator lounge i don't know but uh there's this bar and they completely rebuilt it down to like every single last detail in a warehouse actually out here in oregon and uh they uh, act had it functioning like everything looked as it did in the actual real bar and they had actors who uh, not only looked like the people who he was going to be having this interaction with, but actually like observed the real people without them knowing what was going on and study them. It's completely this is wild. wild. It's <gasps> incredible. And okay, so, I think I like it already. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. The rehearsal. Yeah, check it out. And I don't tend to like weird twists on reality shows like I much prefer a scripted thing but uh, this sounds really wild uh let me see where is it I think it's on Hulu it's on HBO Max and it's on Hulu and Prime so it is out there but okay. it is y- you'll never expect to see where it goes but okay. anyway I'm gonna have to carve uh, out you some were free time for that Right. What you were saying made me think of of that. So, uh, or I don't know what it could be. I mean, it could be anything. You can you can petition them or call call a hotline and say, you know, whatever. I'd really like to flip a table. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that might have been where I was originally coming from with this. Is just like you know that type of a situation where there's like breakaway bottles and stuff that you can. Uh, you know, chairs that are designed to be like broken on somebody and things yeah. like that. Or this is totally unrelated, but halfway related. Um, <laughs> totally. Unrelated. Use, 
but kind of related. Wait, hear me out. Hear me out. There was um like a public pillow fight in Washington Square Park maybe 10 years ago. Maybe I don't really yeah, have a concept of time the, anymore since I had a baby. The flash mob era. Yes. And I went to that and it was it was like, bring your own pillow. And after the pillow fight, if you wanted to donate it, they would give the pillows to... I don't know if they were dog shelters or uh-huh. like, you know, whatever to, to, so that you, but you brought your own pillow and if it was still halfway intact and you didn't want to carry it with you, they would, they would collect them. Okay. Anyway, it was one of the most fun, like random New York experiences that I had. And you could, you could call the hotline for the weird therapeutic escape room and be like, I want to have a group pillow fight. Yeah. There you go. It could be so great. You know, as you're talking about this, it's making me think like, you know, where where flash mobs were a thing, you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago, especially I'm thinking about Washington Square Park specifically. That has now become a venue for TikTokers to say, you know, take five dollars or double it and give it to the next person or to interview random people mm -hmm. like Every time I see one of those, not every time, but most times when I see one of those, it's in Washington Square Park. I feel like that place is just filled with TikTokers waiting for somebody to walk by. And, uh, and I was going to say, them. are the people that are residents of that neighborhood who are just trying to walk their dogs, like running into people with ca- with handy cams, like everywhere, just being like, get out of the way, just need my dog to poop. Louise, you sound like you're a hundred years old with their handy cams, I don't with their know. phones, <laughs> with their telephones, <laughs> with their handy cams. I am one hundred years old today. Uh, well, I think that that's that's one of the things is like they don't show the people who snub them and just walk by them or whatever. Uh, but you know. Of course, people stop and and talk to these people. And I feel like it's gotten to the point where a lot of these people are, you know, recognizable. And it's just like, oh, I was wondering when I was going to run into you kind of a situation. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like Washington Square Park is becoming a place where it's like, you know, before you go there, you better have, you know, your outfit dialed in. You better have things like all figured out because there's a good chance you're going to end up on somebody's TikTok and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Washington (laughs) Square Park is the new soda fountain. Well, I mean, because it's right by it's right at NYU. It's going to be a hub for like people who are of that generation. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. do you have any anything on your list, or do you want me to keep going? I have more things on my then list. Then let's yeah. hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, if we uh, if we go back to fashion, mm-hmm. I have lately been embracing a straight leg or a wide leg pant, maybe even a flare. After years and years of you know, we'll call them my teenage years, when my mom would say like don't you just want to wear a cigarette pant or a capri pant like Mary Tyler Moore? What's a cigarette pant? It's like a straight leg pant that sort of tapers a little. Gotcha. It is of the times. Gotcha, Um, gotcha, gotcha. And I would be like, I will never wear anything but a boot cut or a flare jean. And then, of course, I go to college. When I I met you, I feel like you were in some sort of 
flare jean situation. Oh, yeah. Flare pants. The only pants I ever wore were either like highly patterned and flare or, yes, I loved it. And then time goes on. We'll call it 20 years. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, I will never not wear skinny jeans because of the way that my body looks. And when I, I'm, a, I'm five foot one and a half, five foot two on a good day. <laughs> and so when, when you're I feeling wear, confident, that's right. Um, or if I've gone to yoga and my spine is all elongated, um, <laughs> and my hair's puffed up. No, uh, so five foot one and a half. And if I wear a high waisted pant that is wide leg and straight, I feel like I am three feet tall just because mm. of like the way that it makes my body look. I might have body dysmorphia. I'm not sure, but I've embraced it. I'm trying to be hip. I have two pairs of pants that fall into the category of either a flare uh-huh. slash um, or wide leg pant. Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking in New York City in January and February, and I have my little Dr. Scholl's slip-on shoes because uh-huh. I am an old person, yep. um, and my little ankle socks brr, brr, are my ankles a quaking. So what if we had sort of like poodle socks? Leg so, warmers? Yes, like leg warmers, but they like puffed out at the bottom like a mm. French dog's haircut. Okay. Instead of me having to wear a boot, I just put on my poodle socks. Got it. So you're saying that you're wearing some sort of flared pant. And this poof fills up that space. That's right. So it's but you're not wearing the windy. shoes that you're comfortable in. There's no pressure to have a boot on. Right. Got it. Because if I'm a commuter, I want to wear a sneaker, and then when I get to work, I change into different shoes anyway. Yeah. Um. A lot of times too, I feel like with the amount of walking I'm doing on both sides of the train, if I wear a boot, it's just gonna slow me down because they're heavier. Mm. Well, not a, not if there's wheels on the bottom of those and you're roller skating away. Hey! I remember when I was uh, just out of college. So this was 2005, probably, maybe 2006. Maybe 2006. I was working this job in New York, and I was working with a friend of mine. He was my... Uh, camp counselor when I was a you know a teen and we just always stayed in touch and he uh, had this you know web design company and he brought me on to do like some graphic design stuff and I he wore these shoes that had detachable rollerblade things which was like I mean much love to him but they were they were dorky then I was going to really... say, I need to get these. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm perhaps there is a way to do it now. And also, I feel like roller skating, not so much roller blading, is, you know, coming back in a really interesting way. And there's also a way to do it where it's less like, you know, you're some somebody living in the not the matrix, the outside of the matrix, you know, <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but you're doing you're just like a fun person. <laughs> <laughs> who just yeah. wants to get around town faster without having to lug a scooter oh yeah go or a bicycle no yeah way. yeah yeah 
Ding, ding, ding. Ringing little bell. Coming through. Mm-hmm. In which left. case, in which case, if you're on skates, the bell makes sense. That's right. It's a safety yeah. issue then. Then it's a safety thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I dig that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Sure. We're, it's we're... just like a little coziness for your ankle. Yeah. And it's not sacrificing the style of the pant. It's just keeping you warm and keeping it yeah. from the, the chilling breezes from coming up your pant leg. Sure. I, I also want to say I admire your uh, your attempts to uh, uh, keep up with the ever rapid changing fashions regarding yes. pants because I... I'm always in a situation where I'm just like, not always, I'm not like every single day just being like, what, what's happening right now? But like, okay, the pants that I have are the pants that have worked for me for this many years. And first of all, it's expensive to experiment and with something like clothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, also it's really difficult to find the confidence to, you know, say like this you know this is what i look like with this and it's different than the way i maybe see myself and mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, different uh a different pant can really change the way that you're feeling and uh if you're not ready to go for it then you know you're you're risking the societal impacts of such a thing and it's not yes. fair it's it's just not easy either yeah no and like I said, it's also it's it's pricey. You can't just go spending money like rolling the dice that like a certain pant is gonna work for you suddenly. Yeah. Come on. And again, as a shorty, I often if a if a company makes short or mm-hmm. super short, sometimes mm. we'll even call that cropped. Okay. That's probably the length of my inseam. Okay. But if it's just a regular pant, not only am I paying for the pant. But I gotta have that altered. Getting stuff altered. Who's who's funding this? I mean, right now it's just me, but otherwise I'm stepping on my trousers. Yeah. Joe Biden, while we're going ahead and forgiving, you know, student loan debt, why don't we uh give everybody a little incentive to up their wardrobe, you know, refresh the wardrobe a little bit. I've been seeing you know? a lot of sweatsuits in airplane TikToks. Mm. Let's let's dress up for air travel again. Oh, let's look sharp. This is this is a hot one. So I'm with you. I don't know if I could ever confidently go outside wearing my comfy clothes. It's just not something I I can physically do. Mm-hmm. Um, is that me showing my age? Is that an age thing? I don't know. Ooh. I will say. I cared a lot more when I lived in the city when I mm-hmm. thought I would run into people and I cared a lot more before I had a child. When I had an infant and even, you know, a toddler now, sometimes I'm like doing the best I can. And and the caring for how I look goes out the window a little bit. But I will tell you, I dressed up recently. And when I say dressed up, I mean put on mm-hmm. some ballet flats and some skinny jeans and like a silk blouse and a jacket Okay. And my husband was like, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, I have been wearing sweatpants and like. Oh, the bar has been lowered. Interesting. Yeah, like sweatshirts and sweatpants for so long that I put on like a belt and a jacket and you go, wow. 
<laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> but also, yeah. this is a lot of effort. <laughs> no, totally. I, I mean, I'm glad that we're all giving ourselves a little bit of flexibility. I think that COVID definitely, you know, kind of created that pathway um, mm-hmm. where it's just like, look, we're all going through a lot. We just need to be comfortable. And then that's yeah. like, you know, uh, if nothing else, at least I'm comfortable. So, right. yeah. Uh, and I definitely have transitional clothing, which is not the clothing I oh. wear outside, but not my jammies. So the okay. second I come home, I put on transitional clothing. Oh, interesting. I'm not is alone. Like, my friend group is does that it like too. what is that like what you're wearing now? That's right. This like fleecy situation. Yeah, I got a okay. I got a, a a half snap fleece pullover, a t-shirt. I'm wearing sweatpants, socks, and Crocs. Socks and Crocs, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I've never. Uh, They're Beatles socks. They're Beatles socks. I've never, and I'm. I know that this is gonna sound punny, and I. I just don't know any other way to say it, but I have never dipped my toe into the world of Crocs. You know, I bought them as a joke. <laughs> I bought them as That's a joke. That's what everybody says. And I also got them to match my toddler daughter. Lots of Croc talk. On this episode so far. That's right. Croc, croc talk. Croc um, talk. But I got him as a joke to match the Crocs that I bought my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then my husband said, well, now I feel left out. So I bought him a pair of Crocs. And they were supposed to be strictly like garden clogs because they're really, okay. really easy to clean if they okay. get muddy or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, in the winter months, I'm like, well, these are these can't be strictly for gardening. I got to wear these inside when the floor's cold. Yeah. See, I, I've i come to realize at this stage in my life that there are certain things that I experience that perhaps are more of like sensory things that uh, I never realized were like, oh, not everybody feels this way. Okay. And when I think about a croc i think about a very solid form factor and uh, that doesn't have like give but that's also very roomy and uh, i imagine that my well maybe i'm wrong but for me if i'm having something on my feet i need it to fit just right because if there's anything that's too loose or too tight it's just going to bother me and it's just going to be all that i think about and uh uh, so I'm I'm wearing these shoes right now uh, by a company called Vessi, V-E-S-S-I. I have a pair of Vessi. Oh, I love my Vessis because they're very flexible. They're waterproof. Based in Vancouver. Is that true? Okay. They're, yeah, they're a company out of, out of the coos. Cool. Well, they do great work. I own several pairs of their shoes because I feel like they uh, they form well to my foot. They breathe really well. And I I feel like the the size is is just right, and they're flexible enough. Um, and also, it's like, you know, uh, hey, if Crocs are your thing, fantastic. My daughter tried them on, didn't like them, and I was like, okay, you're just not gonna be a Croc kid. That's all. I have two pairs of Crocs for my for my toddler daughter, and one 
Hey, the balloons. How did that happen? I think I did. I did. <laughs> okay. Two Everyone go to our YouTube channel. We'll link to it in the episode's description so you can watch what's going on. They go behind you too. Wow, I don't madness. know. Um, I really want. Uh, I really want the fire. Hey, there we go. There we go. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it thumbs up and like a ah smiley Maybe. face kind of you a thing? You might have to have Muppet mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the gesture is. I just I like to accidentally do it and be like, whoa, and try to recreate it and be like, whoa, because it doesn't work. Um, anyway, I ha- I got her American flag croc shoes because she- and there was a time where she was obsessed with American flags. And then oh. the, the, the first crocs, which were as a joke so that we could do matchy matchy and um, and then it's they're They're a little more flexible than you would think. But as I'm saying this, um. And we're talking about shoes and the way they fit and good stuff. And I'm looking across the screen at your microphone. It is mm-hmm. reminding me, and of course, dating us, but the Adidas, mm-hmm. like sandal with the giant oh, Velcro yeah. I, across the top that had I like the, had the bed of point. nails. Yes. The bed of nails <laughs> that your feet would go on. It was like plastic, hard plastic. Yeah. They'd always <laughs> come off too so gross yes. but i had them i had them too yeah i had them and i just because your microphone has those like three... it's funny yeah it does have some like stripes on it uh it's so i'm thinking about those sandals and uh going back to the talk about our vessi sneakers so i have a pair that has always been so comfortable but i have worn them down i've worn the soles down so much that there are actual holes in the bottom of them that like my foot would be touching the ground. And so I use those effectively as like the kind of slippers that I wear only when I'm like walking from like the inside of my house into my garage. If I'm like, that's where my laundry is. That's where the dog food is. I only ever wear those to the point that my dogs, when they see me put them on, get excited because they this think that food amazing. is going to happen. Oh but my god! Sometimes it's laundry, but it's the um the heel to them is no longer standing upright. It is smushed down because I just slip them on and go and do my thing, and then I come back. Yeah, you gotta love that comfort. Then. Yeah. Speaking of dogs and walking through uh, doorways, I have another idea. Okay. And this one, was, I think, has been sitting in this thing for a while because I'm not like as in love with this idea as a lot of the other ones. But Louise, you also have a a wonderful dog. I sure have do. two dogs. My dogs, um, they have a doggy door that goes out to the backyard. They go out. They do their business on their time and their schedule. I know it's not the best, you know, practice, but it's the way that works best right now. And uh, on, uh, I live in Portland, Oregon, on rainy days when they come in and it's like there's their little paws are just a little wet. It's just like, ah. and I have yet to find a great solution for, you know, getting to them quickly enough. And so, yes, of course, there are mats to, that can go in that spot. But for doorways, let's say a door is opening inward into a room. 
I feel like if there's a like a doggy door on that door, if there's a uh, like a fixed to the door fabric that's like moisture wicking kind of a fabric that like slides along with the door, so it doesn't get trapped under the door because sometimes you have like a like a, a little mat, but the door goes over it and it gets jammed and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So a little thing that attaches to the bottom of the door, it swings with the door. The dogs can get their paws on it. It's all good. It dries them off a little bit, and they go tip, 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 and it's all good. Um, that's all. Like it. It's not great. It, the more I, I talk like about it, it the less I like it. But but there isn't a great solution for drying the paws unless you have a dog small enough that you can just scoop them up and pick them up, which small dog people can do. But if you have a, a larger dog or a medium dog, I would say- yeah. Our collective three dogs are classified as medium. I have one that's on the smaller side, but he hates being He's picked wily. up. He's very wily. He doesn't like being picked up so much, and he does not like me to towel him off. Mm-hmm. Daisy, the larger of the two, she's about 30 pounds. She doesn't mind when I towel her off at all. She's a good dog. <laughs> Rufio is, is not a good dog. I'm just kidding, buddy. <laughs> He's just sleeping over there behind me. He's like, huh? Little cutie. Um, but yeah, unless you take the effort to put those little like shoes or balloons on their feet for them to go on and then take they those would off. Never. Yeah. Well, it's also just... I have I have free range dogs that go That's in right. and out as they please. As they please. Um yeah. yeah, there's just not a good a great solution. So there needs to be something yes, in um thresholds yeah or or not (laughs) or not or not what do we know yeah and perhaps there are solutions out there that i'm just not considering if you know a solution email us yeah louise do you remember what i challenged you to at the end of the last episode i do what what did i challenge you to you challenged me to regular potting oh oh yeah how can we get on a better schedule can we do this more regularly and i think i might have a solution and i will say louise you have been really on top of it lately with reaching out to be like hey when can you do this when can you do this let's figure this out and uh much appreciated no problem i want to do this i just feel like the more i try to juggle things and keep plates yeah. twirling in the air the more i'm like you know what i can add this other plate and it just turns out that plates oh fall <laughs> um but i think the solution to regular potting is bah, 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 bah. great news alert my mom is selling her house in iowa oh. and after a lifetime of living in iowa are you suggesting that you and i buy it from her and move there and that's just right. podcast we both- every day <laughs> We both moved to Iowa, Iowa? and it's it's podcasting compound. Um, No, she's selling her house and moving to uh, an apartment not far from where I live. And if that can be some sort of built-in childcare and entertainment for for my tot, then it will allow me the freedom of an hour and 15 minutes to regularly say, hey, friend. I have some great ideas. Do you? Yeah. Right. Uh, so the solution is it, move your mom across the country. Move your mom across the country. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's only halfway across the country. 
It's a thousand miles, yeah. It's a it's a good thou. All right. It's a, no, I, it's a third of the way. I think that's a great idea, and I'm glad that you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what I challenged you to? So you challenged me to a a wet bathroom sink situation, mm-hmm. uh, like water on the faucets. And and before I talk about ideas for this, I have questions for you about your hand washing methods because i feel like this has a lot of variables to it i know that there are a lot of these you know the the motion sensor uh whether it's a faucet or soap dispenser thing like that and so uh and some people towel their hands off at different times you know different stages so i'm Mm -hmm. curious to know what your method is so i tell you i'll tell you what mostly is the issue Okay. Is that when I go to wash my face, I I oh it's fix, washing the face. I fix the faucet, and we don't have two handles, one for hot, one for cold, mm-hmm. to calibrate. We just have the one, and you gotta yeah. find the sweet spot. The and sweet I spot. feel like I find the sweet spot. I start Ooh, washing I, I my hear, face. I hear an upset child. I know. Uh-oh. I know. Well, bedtime is hard, and mom is podcasting. Yeah. So, like, the routine is a little bit off kilter. Um, yeah. So I'm washing my face. I find the sweet spot. And then what happens is I think the water heater really shows me what it's made of. Mm. So I go to put my hands under the water to splash my face again to get the soap off. And then I'm, like, scalding myself. And I'm like, ah! So I touch the faucet again to calibrate it. And then when I'm all done, I've got water all over the counter in some way. Because if it was just, yeah, like, get the soap, wash your hands, get the thing. It's, it's, it's more mm-hmm. involved than that. I feel like it's more involved. Okay. So here's where I'm at. We have a lot of, and I say we as a, as like, we as a culture. Got a lot of stuff going on in these bathrooms. Typically, there's a mirror. There's got to be some sort of light situation. I perhaps there's a cabinet there are there are certain things that used to exist that aren't really things anymore such as the uh the bathroom cabinets that had the little slot in them where people would put their old razors and they like fall into the wall we've done away with that but we have adapted to not doing that anymore so certainly we can adapt to something new so what I'm thinking is perhaps it's it's underneath the mirror but a place where you can have a retractable, like a chamois cloth. I love it. You retract I the chamois I already cloth, love it. You just wipe it up. If we are talking only water, then, uh, you know, perhaps, you know, and it, it maybe doesn't need to be laundered every single time. But, like, I'm not suggesting anything that's disposable because that is bad for the environment. Certainly... There is a uh, some sort of suitable and nice looking, you know, piece of cloth that can go zip, wipe, 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 zip, zip, and it goes right back into its spot. I feel like also we could do one that's like on its own spool. So, <laughs> like, I I feel like in my elementary school we had these like cloth. It was like a. A, a metal box and it was like a, a u-shaped like draping yeah. hanging and you'd pull it down to the dry part and you dry your hands and then the next person would pull yeah. it down and dry their hand and it would just hang 
until it it was like back up in mm-hmm. and once you get through the spool like on the machine then you take it off and you can launder it in your own house if it's i wonder because i i saw that in like an old movie recently and i'm really? wondering like yeah i can't remember what it was because i uh didn't think that i have to talk about it on a podcast but i uh i think th- i think that's a really cool thing and i'm wondering there must be some sort of practical reason why they did away with that because it seems like yeah. such a good idea but I like it. But yeah, it was it was cloth. It was not like a paper towel. Although I will say that I saw recently also on Instagram like a an old ad for like a refrigerator from the fifties. Oh, and I was like, they make them so much worse now. I was gonna say like I want that feature. Yeah. So maybe they there isn't a good reason why they did away with it. Maybe they just did cause. Okay, not to be like a conspiracy theorist or anything, but I know that there are a lot of things that went away because they meant that certain industries wouldn't be needed anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, making things that need to be replaced every, you know, 15 years or something, whereas there are people who have refrigerators from, like, you know, the 1950s that are working great. And never have issues, <laughs> and it's like now if you have something that goes wrong, like to to repl- like they don't make the part, so you like you have to just make it like get a new refrigerator or something, and yeah, and it's it's terrible. But it's kind of like how electric cars predated gas cars, and uh, you know once I think it was Benz created like the gasoline car, it created the need for gas stations and more you know jobs for people. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. There's a documentary who killed the electric car from a long time ago, and it's great. Oh, yeah. And it still holds up. The Walt.substack.com. Not saying we talk about that movie, but it's a documentary, and we love documentaries. Sure do. <laughs> so these I have a challenge for you for our next episode. And okay. This is, unlike a lot of our other uh, challenges, this is one that I thought of in advance. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you and I, we've talked uh, at length on this episode about how we are of a certain age. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that the category of that age, um, it begins with a four. That's all that matters. That's we're all not, that matters. We're not, we're not afraid to say that. No. So, you know, we are uh, now being exposed to younger generations and the inventions of younger generations that define them in certain ways. And so Gen Z has developed new slang words based off of you're rolling your eyes, but this is a reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to remind you. That the boomers rolled their eyes at us. So I, I try I to have it. I try to have an open mind. I try to have an open mind. And there are words like Riz, short for charisma, being more mm-hmm. popular. There is a new one that baffles me. And when I hear it, I'm like, I can't believe we're actually taking this seriously. People are saying Delulu to mean delusional. Have you heard of this one? No. Maybe I'm Delulu. Or maybe maybe like a like as a short for like delusion, like maybe this is a, a delulu. But Wow. I I've think heard that that's of... you've heard of what? Ejbol. What's Ejbol? 
I just burst out laughing. It it wow. replaces LOL. Each bowl. But you don't spell it. You say each bowl. Fascinating. Because I J B O L has never been an acronym that people have said. They went straight to Wow. Okay. So, but anyway, there's a challenge in this. Okay. Louise, I want you to make a new slang word. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I like. I'm okay. so excited. I personally like this one because it's not an invention. It's not anything that we've ever. It's not like solving a problem. It's completely ridiculous. And uh, that's what I love about it. And I feel like 52 episodes in, we haven't really done anything like that. I love it. Wow. Yeah. Think of what you can do when you apply yourself. <laughs> okay. Amazing. My any... challenge for you uh-huh. is because it's what's on my mind lately and how to make it easier or better or more fun. Interior paint. Just anything about interior paint. There's got to be, I mean, I, I can I can spitball some of the issues. If you're not like a visual person and you're not and you're not somebody who's good at coordinating things together, you've got your chairs, you've got your couch, you're moving from one place to another. Mm-hmm. What do you make the walls? It's the easiest, cheapest way to make a place feel like home. And yet, you know, you flip through magazines or at least, you know, people of our generation flip through <laughs> physical magazines yeah. and you're like, oh, that looks good in a magazine, but I don't have furniture like that. So that paint color is not going to pop in the same way. Or, mm. you know, I'm drawn to this color, but I'm scared of it. So there's got to like, or you know how they have now those like larger peel and stick yeah, yeah, yeah. swatches instead of having to like buy a pint and paint it on yourself right. and then look at it in different lights. There's gotta be just something to think about. And it is something that I will think about and have some sort of solution for you. <laughs> I can't wait. Cool. Well, I've had an awesome time doing this. I know you have an impatient child that you need to get to. I just want to encourage everybody to go to thewalt.substack.com. Email us, greatideapod at gmail.com with your great ideas, and we'll read them on the show. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. All the things. All the things. I just did. I just made a new theme song for my other podcast, Ruined Childhoods. So I just debuted that one. Give it a listen. It's really Woo-hoo. silly. And yeah, I've been unemployed for a long time, and I'm like really antsy. So... I do things like making new theme songs for podcasts. So it's time for a change. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Louise, is there anything you want to shout out? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, then thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me. I don't see it happening. <laughs>